everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 185, What Don't You Know? On this episode, we share with you where to go to get specific information while planning your backpacking trip, especially when in an area you are more unfamiliar with. We also discuss how to look at obstacles as opportunities. Get talking about this topic. Join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and start the conversation. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. So we are coming to you live from Sedona View RV Resort located near Cottonwood, Arizona. We are going to sit tight for a minute to run logistics for our upcoming Grand Canyon trip, which is like next month uh, that we're really, really super excited to go. Um, the book, the trip is completely booked. Uh, putting it together takes a lot of time. And so we're going to, we, we have pack shakedowns to do. We have planning to do. We have water planning to do. Um, and it does take a lot of planning. So uh, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be in the middle of a national forest and we're looking for a big hole in the ground. So we want to make sure. We can find it. We can find it. <laughs> It's a little thing called the Grand Canyon. Uh, so we have lodging, water, meals um, to plan for. Speaking of, speaking of meals, which is going to be a tricky one on this trip, uh, Trust the Trail podcast and Backcountry Foodie have partnered up to give our hiking community, you, even more information on how to be at your best on the trail. Aaron Owens Mayhew of Backcountry Foodie offers nutritional meal plans for your next backpacking adventure that can meet your specific needs. After all, she is a registered dietitian and is an avid backpacker herself. Both Aaron and Trust the Trail podcast understand how important nutrition is on the trail. It's everything. Just go to backcountryfoodie.com. That's backcountryfoodie.com, spelled F-O-O-D-I-E.com, and use the promo code TRUSTTHETRAIL and get 20% off of their membership services. Backcountry Foodie also offers our listeners, specifically those who are going on the back who are going on the Grand Canyon trip, one-on-one consultations for an hour with specific meal plans as part of that particular adventure for Trust the Trail. So they get specific meals that are probably going to include a lot of electrolytes, I'm sure, <laughs> and specific one-on-one for the first hour consultation. So uh, very excited about that. Thank you so much, Aaron owens Mayo of Backcountry Foodie. Um, so we really thought that this was kind of an important uh, podcast to do because of what just happened when we were planned, ready, um, things were set in, in motion to go in once again for the second time in a few months to go into the Sycamore Canyon, which at, at its best day is really hard. It's a very hard backpacking trip to go into. Um, and what happened when it didn't happen? <laughs> Um, and so we wanted to, because it, it was, it was, it was almost like, um, you know, like sometimes when you feel like every single force of nature and humanity is trying to keep you from doing something, it almost kind of felt like 
that way. And so we thought it was really important to talk about it, not only because it's real, happens all the time, but what happened when we couldn't go on one adventure and how the universe and the trail brought us another adventure. And so we thought it was really super important to learn that not obstacles, not all obstacles are obstacles. Some are opportunities. So uh, lately, I've been on this uh, Clubhouse app. It's called Clubhouse app. It's an audio app. And uh, I've been guest speaking in some of the uh, backpacking rooms and and outdoor rooms, things like that. I've been invited to speak on on those. And uh, we have found it's it's a crazy audio app. It's like a podcast. It's like a live podcast with like 200 people all getting to speak. And it's really cool. Um, and so you get, you know, uh, people from all over the world talking about their love for the outdoors. It's very, very cool. So one of the things that has been a common thread in all of our discussions on how much backpacking really uh, parallels life. And, you know, in fact, a lot of we, we're all in agreement that every entrepreneur and every CEO should go on a multi-day backpacking trip. <laughs> Because you want to learn how to run a business, learn how to hike in the rain. I mean, because it's 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 embracing the suck, right, of, of life. And you can get through that. You can get through anything. So uh, so it's been really an eye-opening. I've had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but it reminded me of how much that in particular happened to us on this trip. And if you've been a member of our Facebook group, you can see the photographs we've been posting with uh, an EJ. Oh my God, what a blessing, what a wonderful, wonderful individual EJ is to come out. And you may have noticed that, well, I thought EJ was supposed to be hiking in a canyon. <laughs> it, did, did it snow? Well, yeah, it did snow, but we never even made it into the canyon. And that's what we want to talk about and, 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 and share with you some kind of like some secrets uh, that when you are in an unfamiliar place and you're going backpacking and you're supposed to go one place and mother nature says, uh, I don't think so. Um, but I'm going to offer you something else, how to plan for that and who to call specifically. So one trip doesn't get ruined and maybe another trip, um, offers an opportunity. <laughs> So beautifully said. Uh, no, but, you know, you saw that we did not make it to the Sycamore Wilderness as planned. Um, and, you know, that happened. Uh, timing was integral in in this. Um, flights were coordinated. Gear was set. Everything was ready to go. Um, and Pack shakedowns were shooken down. <laughs> Shaking up. <laughs> Shaking <and> bake. <laughs> and, you know, EJ even bought a tent specific for this because he's a hammock. He's a hammock camper. He does the hammock thing. And it turns out the hammock would have been a better option in where we ended up going. But you never know what you don't know, right? So um, timing was integral. Um, in the area, the Cottonwood, Sedona, Clarkdale area, area had record-breaking amount of moisture dumped in a pretty in a pretty large scale in a very very over a long duration of time and that changed the game entirely for us yes a little bit of rain is never going to stop us and yes we always say get out there when it's raining go go do it go enjoy it embrace the suck get out there and go 
But when there are when there are regulations set in place um, by you know the national forest land uh, that you're actually backpacking in that says, oh yeah, oh oh oh, I I know that you are good with backpacking in the rain, but we're not good with you going to the trailhead to get there. That's when everything kind of changed for us, and we we had to go to game plan B. B C, but we had to go to we had to go to game plan B C D and F. I mean, because plan A was just not going to happen. And the funny thing about the West, um, which is a little bit different than uh, the Southeast and the Northeast, even the Pacific Northwest, in the in the in the Southwest, specifically specifically Arizona where we are, um, they only really have one rainy season. And they call that rainy season monsoon season. So I mean, and that should de- that should kind of tell you that Arizona gets all its rain all in one minute, <laughs> you know, like for the whole year for about a two month season. That's the rainy season. So we're early in the rainy season. Um, it's not really. I mean, we still get snow. They get get small amounts of rain, but out here, uh, a quarter of inch of rain is a lot of rain um, and not to not to withstand the fact that um, there's just more than the hikers and backpackers out here there's a lot of tourism and there's a lot of uh, off-road uh, roading ATVs uh, you know four-wheelers and so they all use the same roads you do to get to your backpacking trailhead and so when it rains uh, they they, they're, they're trying to save those roads as much as they can. So they close them down in a minute. And what the funny thing about it is that, yeah, you think, well, you know, I could just walk to the trailer. Well, the, the, in a car, it's an hour away. <laughs> to put to put into perspective, so the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon is nestled um, very, very remotely. Um, it's not, it's very easy to access it on a good day. Um have a good car, have a high clearance vehicle, know where you're going, get out there, have a little off-road fun. And it still will take you 45 minutes <laughs> on a good day. That's the point. So, we're, you know, these, these roads, these dirt roads are anywhere from 11 to 17 miles away from pavement. So it's not like you can extend upon that and just go backpacking on a muddy dirt road that's closed and be able to get in and out successfully in an alternative way. So just to kind of put that into perspective, there are other forces that kind of hindered um, our ability to get there, um, not only uh, because of the amount of rainfall and the road conditions that that happen with that amount of rainfall, um, because these, these, these roads are just mud, just dirt and mud, and they're rutted mud. And when you get rutted mud and you get an immense amount of rud, m- mud, no off-road four-wheel vehicle will be entirely successful in this case. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's like really kind of getting into our first tip um, that we want to share with you guys. And this is a tried and true, uh, way of actually getting the truth. So, you know, you have, you know, um, you have certain weather events that you're like, ah, you know, I, I've been there before, man. I, 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 I can get there and, and you have a four wheel drive and it's, it's usually not a problem. Um, but in this case, you know, the forest service, um, out here takes those closings really seriously. Um, so seriously 
is that um, when they close a road, none of the tourist operators that are renting off-road vehicles can rent off-road vehicles. They shut them down. That should tell you that, you know, the commercial industry and specifically Sedona and Cottonwood gets shut down via the National Forest. That's the first thing you know. So when you're out here and you start seeing weather looking bad and it starts raining, who do you call for information? Because the National Forest Service is going to say, you're not going. But there are roads that people live on out here. You know, old cattle ranchers, you know, people that have had this land for a long time. Um, And so there's roads that the National Forest Service can't close and don't close, but they give you access to the trailhead. So what do you do? Do you go? Do you not go? Do Do you you chance it? uh, And then, or are you, what is your responsibility to respect exactly exactly what that regulation is and what are you further protecting by actually falling in line and protecting that so where does that line get crossed and where do you then also say okay I respect my land and I respect um, what the regulation is set forward forth and so yes there's one thing to just up and go and then there's another one to respect the overall protection of the land that you're trying to like backpack in. Yeah. And, and so we have, um, you know, we've been doing this for a minute, uh, you know, so what, what Ariane and I do is that we start calling local guides, um, the local guides out in any of your national forests, any of your national parks, any of your wilderness area that offer, uh, guiding trips, um, we we call them, and amazingly enough, you guys, that they will talk to you free of charge, over the phone, and tell you what the truth is. <laughs> they they will tell you, yeah, don't do it, don't do the road. Are you going out today? No, we cancel the trip. That's that's clue number one. <laughs> when the guides are canceling the trips, or they're not going. Or they tell you, yeah, a lot of people canceled the trip. We, you know, we just can't go. If they hadn't canceled, would you have gone? And they, they'll tell you the truth. They know more about these local areas that they play in all year round, 365 days a year. They live out here. Uh, and so they know. So when you're out. And, and they understand. They understand not only the current conditions, but the effects of those conditions as well. And uh, they they understand it at you can you can know what you know. You can learn everything you can. You can dig deep. You can know what those the the the, the, the rate of the water flow is exactly in that river crossing. You can do all your research. You can do all your due diligence. You could have backpacked that same route hundred times but never in these conditions and the locals they know they they know more than you do they know it at a um i don't want to say they understand the weather in their own area and the impacts that it has well so for example you know um you can come out to this area um, and never see a drop of rain. And you can come out here for a long time and not see a drop of rain, which has happened, you know, to me. I've been coming out here for, you know, 20-something years, right? So at, at some point in time, 
what don't I know when I've seen it rain for two days and there's six inches of snow? Um, and like I, that has not, I've, I have not experienced that before. And so what don't I know? And so, you know, you start calling the, the local guides, you start calling, you know, people that are in the know. And, and that is, um, uh, you know, plan and prepare. And when we talk about planning and prepare, that's what we're talking about. Making phone calls. Maybe, you know, you know, and we, we, we definitely have uh, talked about this um, on our podcast before, episode 125, Calling an Audible, when, you know, maybe you got to delay a trip. Maybe you got to delay it for a day. Well, the thing is, is that as, as you, as for us, with Ariane and myself, we do have a plan B. We do have a plan C. We do have a plan D because it's important for us to be able to offer, you know, uh, something as an alternative when you understand that you are not going to make it to that trail <laughs> i mean we like we i mean you know like there's a point where that you can be in denial about it or you can press on and figure it out i mean we were at to the point like i wonder if we could we helicopter in yeah. could we ej would you be willing to parachute into the sycamore canyon i mean that's almost to the point where you know we had gotten because we had exhausted all possibility okay so the the one thing that we have to stress enough is that it's just not going to work out sometimes um but you you know a, um, you're a good host or good guiding service um and and even people that are planning your trip whether it's friends whoever you, you know if you have a good plan b c and d you're going to have a great time and that's exactly what happened on this trip we not i mean we could have just gone backpacking in the canyon it would have been hard we we would have probably ran out of water which is all part of the sycamore canyon trip i guess you know um, we would have had to cache water um as becky you know found out um, your appetite changes i mean it's great hard desert backpacking instead um, that would have been a, a beautiful trip, but instead we got to backpack in the snow. We got to actually experience snow in the desert, um, which w if you've ever been able to experience snow in the desert, it's really cool. And so <laughs> we were able to do not only experience that once, but a few times. So, you know, in, instead of like sitting around saying, well, guys, we got to wait for the national forest to open up the roads or we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do that. Let, let's go to the Sycamore Canyon anyway. We'll just do it by train. Um, so that was the first plan B of that trip is like we go into the canyon anyway. We may not be backpacking in it, but we're going to go in it anyway. And this is what we're going to experience. And so that was day one of our trying to... Um, logistically make lemonade out of lemons <laughs> no and it, and it got better and it got better but it's something i want to kind of talk about um before we to jump into the excitement of actually what we got to do as an alternate is that you know i experienced this in a very similar way when i was doing the kalalau trail when i was prepping and planning for the kalalau trail and you know being a guide is um, kind of a mixed bag of everything. You have to kind of be prepared for everything, know all your resources, know where to go for the information. And, you know, you can call 
and this is an incredible resource, but they may not always be the best resources, is is reaching out to the Forest Service, reaching out to the rangers, because they're not necessarily out on those trails all the time. And that's why we say don't underestimate the experience of the locals and the guides that are doing this 24-7, because they're actually Let's face it, they're probably out there a lot more than your rangers are. Um, where the rangers have the rules and the regulations, the locals have the in-depth knowledge of um, when to call an audible or not. So, you know, experience this in the, from the call aloud directly is I, I went similar situation. I had my permits. I had my plans. I was set and ready to go. I had a limited time with my flights. I wanted to get there. I wanted to do it. And the heavens opened up and poured rain and intense winds for two straight days. And I was very, I was faced with the same thing. Do I go or do I not go? Do I, do I just take this chance that this rain is going to alter my plan or do I just go for it anyway? And I was not able to resource enough information. It was an area I was unfamiliar with. I didn't understand it. All I had was all the resources I knew to go to. And while there were depth of information and and everything was there for me, the only thing missing was the exact current conditions of what I was experiencing on the island. Nobody talked about that. Nobody had a, had information on that. So how do I make an informed decision? And I, I went straight to the locals. I went to a guide. I said, Hey, this is what, this is what it is. I have a limited time. It's either I don't do it or I don't do it. And I don't get, I don't go now. And I don't get to experience it at all because my flight out, I'm, I'm not going to have enough time to do everything. And he looks at me and he goes, do you have a death wish? Are you crazy? He goes, I do it in all sorts of weather. I do it in all sorts of conditions. He's like, but this, they'll never see you again. (laughs) You know, and it's like, it's such valuable insight. And the locals really do understand it because they're not going to have, they they are going to chance it in a lot of different weather conditions. But when they say, uh back off. Let's, let's be logical about this. That's when you know. And so, you know, that's what we're kind of talking about. It was the exact same scenario, same case. Yeah. And, and we've talked to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rangers um, in, in our time. And I would say maybe 5% of them know <laughs> they, they know what the, the trail conditions are at that per, at that <laughs> time where we've been on that trail in every single catastrophic weather event that you can imagine um it's it's about gaining the affirmation they just don't know they just don't know so like and and it's so funny because out here um you know it's almost to the point where you know um specifically where we were going to go when when the border of the cattle gate right there that borders the national forest um i'd i'd almost tell you to to get out of your car and wait at the cattle gate for a local to drive by in their four-wheeler or somebody who's crazy enough to live back there and say, hey, I got a question for you because they're going to answer you. You know, I mean, you know, they may give you a weird look like what the heck are you doing back here? But they're going to tell you honest to God truth. And those are the people you want to know from the people that live, work 
and play in the area that you want to go backpacking in. And there were a lot of clues and, and the secret. And, and here's the honest to God truth, you guys. And this is like a this is um, I, I don't know if it's a secret or not, but um, guides, outdoor guides, they always ask other outdoor guides. <laughs> if, if you think that they don't, you're nuts. They always call other outdoor guides because not all guiding outfits are local. Some are. You know, some actually have offices in the area that they guide in, but most of the time, I would say a majority of the time, they're outsourcing local guides. So you may sign up for one guiding company in in one area, and you may be living on the other side of the country. Yeah, they're offering that trip near you, but I can guarantee you that they're using a local guide who knows that, who knows their backyard. And so- Locals know best. Locals know best. So- what I would do if if I'm planning, so it, for example, if I'm going to go backpacking in the in the Smoky Mountains, and you don't know the Smoky Mountains, you've never been to the Smoky Mountains, and it's torrential rainfall, or you know you're hearing crazy weather reports, what I would do is I would search local guides in the Smoky Mountain National Park, and I would start calling those people, not the forest ranger, not the national forest, not the national park. I would call the guides that drive on the forest roads that, you know, um, that trek in the mud that have gone there and they will tell you, well, based on these weather conditions this weekend, I wouldn't go if I were you. <laughs> so, so and there's, there's your answer. So there's plan and prepare with rules and regulations. And then there's affirmation of what you think, you know, but you just need to know that you know that you know. <laughs> and that's where the locals come into play. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but, absolutely. you know, it turned out um, plan C, D, not really sure, F, not sure which one we ended up on, but uh, uh, our only option was pavement. Um, and so where can we go? Where well, that wasn't our only option. Okay. It, it was, it was, you know, how do you, you know, how do you get to play in conditions that everyone is telling you not to play in? In fact, we had one, it was kind of funny. We had one person, um, we were looking at going off-roading and we were calling to see if we could, uh, get our hands on, um, an off-road vehicle, like a, a razor and just go out there and play. And, the, not only did this area shut down, it locked down. They didn't rent anything to anyone. The guy actually told he said, you know what? I would probably try to plan just a different activity this weekend. <laughs> he goes, it's shut down. And so that was another. Like, give up. Just give, give up. He goes, that, that was another sign that, um, you know, that, you know, the area, the local area in which you want to go play in, they, they know this area so well that when the national forest starts shutting down roads, businesses shut down. You can't rent a four-wheel drive. You cannot rent a razor. You cannot rent, you know, equipment to take you to the trailhead. Maybe we didn't try a helicopter or a hot air balloon and just parachute it out from there. Probably mainly because of the but amount of moisture. But I think they would have been closed down too. I'm <laughs> almost positive. Probably. <laughs> oh yeah, our hot air balloon. Yeah, it, we're we're shut down. We did consider the uh, tuck and roll method off of the train, though. Um, but we opted against that. For yeah, we were going to jump out of the train, train car uh, that passed very close to the trailhead. But we thought, for safety reasons, <laughs> we thought that could that could go wrong. So, but um, but the the funny thing about all of this um, is that 
through uh, through not being able to do what we thought we were going to do, we got much better. So instead of a backpacking trip, um, there we we still were able to go into the Sycamore Canyon via an old railroad, and which is app which was absolutely uh, I've done that this railroad before. Um, but to kind of see it, how it's developed and how it's changed and the historical value that you get from it, uh, is just simply amazing. So we did go, we did go into the Sycamore Canyon. We just went through for a railroad where it snowed and rained the whole day, but you know, we were in the train. It was really cool to be outside on the car, um, throwing and, snowballs. Yeah. We had a snowball fight. And so <laughs> that was pretty cool. So, um, we got to do that. We did go off-roading. So, you know, that wasn't part of the plan. So we were able to take EJ off-roading into the Red Rocks of Sedona. And and, and, and it's snowing. In snow. In snow. <laughs> so uh, that was really cool. And then at the end of the day, at the, uh, at the very end, we just went backpacking in Sedona. And we went into, Ariane took EJ into the secret wilderness yep. in um, in the Red Rocks of Sedona and got even more of a treat because you guys, it was cold, but what you guys got to experience was something just absolutely beautiful. So it, the, the best part of it, and, and I experienced this earlier when we went into the Sycamore Wilderness in November, is... Again, only foot tracks. We were the only footprints out there. Um, we were blazing the trail in about, it was on average about six inches of snow that had fallen deep into the Red Rock Secret Wilderness Canyon. Um, so we weren't all about the miles at this point. We were about the experience and the benefit of having Mother Nature turn on us. And offer us something that we never could have anticipated. And getting to backpack in snow was a blessed treat for me uh, because I've been kind of hunkered down in southern Arizona where supposedly it doesn't snow. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> even EJ uh, from New Jersey, who had just walked away from so much snow, was still elated by the fact that it was snowing and we were backpacking in it so we hunkered down we embraced the bitter 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 chilly cold um had an amazing time just backpacking uh with with no other footprints just fresh fresh snow um we went deep into the canyon walls got to see breathtaking beauty um mother nature just dumping her rawness on us and we got to go out and experience it and um kind of just sit and connect and that's really what it's it's really what it's all about in the long run is is connecting to each other and getting to do something that 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 tests us that excites us that accelerates us well and i think the the, the kind of the cool thing was with all the moisture that we had had for three days and all the wetness and all the rain and all the snow, I think the most beautiful thing was that you guys were able to get a fire going, put it against the canyon wall, have the canyon wall reflect that heat. Oh, and, best you know, campfire ever. <laughs> you know, I mean, and you guys had a fire going for two hours. And and, and, and and that was the cool thing about that trip was that, you know, here you have snow, wetness all around you. And, you know, for, for some, you might think we'll never get a fire going, but actually, no, no, no. 
Um, you guys not only got a fire going, but it was able to keep you warm and entertained for a long time. Yeah, three and a half hours. Three and a half hours, we were able to supply enough dry wood um, use, using the resources of Mother Nature. I mean, the snow is a canopy. Um, the way the washes go deep into that canyon, there's enough debris to be able to still have a bank. Uh, so when that snow and that moisture hit, we had nothing but dry underneath. And so we were able to use our, our resources by seeing what was around us and had the most invigorating fire. Now, honestly, this is the hottest fire I have ever experienced in my life. <laughs> but, you know, we did. We used the natural elements um, to our advantage to hit back that heat. I mean, it was definitely in the 20s, low 20s, probably cold, just bitterly cold with that moisture. Uh, There's so much moisture in the air. And it was just, I, I, I'm pretty sure that you could just see the air kind of freezing. Um, you know, definitely in your breath. And it was just, it was cold, but it was just so, it was so inviting to have that fire. And just that time, just that time out in nature with nobody else around. And it you was, were able to melt snow for water. Yep. Yeah. EJ got to test out his tent, you know. I mean, and that's, the, I think that's the whole thing is that, um, you know, it could have been just one backpacking trip you know, in, in the canyon, but instead of it, it ended up being every day was like a different thing to do and a different adventure. Um, and, you know, making, you know, lemonade out of lemons, you know, some, sometimes mother nature does throw you obstacles. Sometimes you do have obstacles in your life as far as, you know, um, um, something telling you what you can't do, but if you really look at it and you kind of are aware of what the obstacle is, it's really not what you can't do, but it's what you can do. And, uh, and of course it does help when, you know, EJ is just such a, a giving person and, you know, so adaptable. He was just so happy, so happy to be in Arizona and just so excited to be in the Sedona area. He, he was like, I, 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 I want to see it all. And, you know, as we were hiking and going around, he's like, oh, my God, look at that. Oh, my God, look at that. Oh, my God, there's a look at that. And I, I think that was really cool just to see, you know, him uh, just completely unwind and let the stress leave his body and just see how excited he was. Um, and I, I think his really excitement is when we went to the breakfast uh, Mexican restaurant. I think that was probably um, you could get you could get panics or a uh, enchilada. It, it was you could do either one. So even that was a treat that we <laughs> that we went to. You know, there's an unfortunate <laughs> thing about podcasting. You can't actually see a visual of the eye roll that just occurred. <laughs> but oh no, all the same, it was it was an incredible incredible journey. So uh, Sycamore Canyon uh, definitely won this round, um, but. Uh, Trust the Trail came undefeated Yeah, in the long run. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing, the funny thing about this is that, you know, um, when we did the pack shakedown, uh, you know, our, at, at first, you know, you, you think you're going to go one place, right? And so, you know, you pack gear for that specific location. And that's, that's why a lot of times we, you know, we don't focus so much on gear is because, you know, once you get your backpacking system really down, um, you can kind of really use it in a lot of different, different 
geographical locations. Um, and that's just a matter of, you know, tweaking it here and there. And so I was, I was really happy he was able to, uh, um, test out his tent. Um, I'd love to hear his views on what he thought of it and how it uh, ended up. I think he had mixed mixed views on it. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, there were, there was not going to be any place for him to hang his hammock in, in the Canyon. So you, again, you got to have to know where you're going and what, uh, what type of gear sometimes it makes all the difference. Um, right now, uh, if you're looking for gear deals, you can go to the backpackerstore.com. We have the power is in the search. There are a lot of gear sales right now. There's a lot of inventory out there that gear manufacturers are trying to get rid of. So you can use a search to type in any kind of piece of gear you want, compare prices from all the major online outfitters like Moose Jaw, Camp Saver, Eastern Mountain Sports, Enlightened Gear, Hyperlight, MSR. They are all on the backpackerstore.com. It's in full disclosure. We built that site. It's, it's really a database of all the online gear manufacturers. It's no additional cost to you. We do take a small commission of any gear that you buy. So go ahead and check out the backpackerstore.com and do a search for a specific piece of gear. That's really where it is at. So I think in the end, in the long run, it, um, I think it was very successful. Uh, this time of year um, in the Southwest, uh, we'll give you this tip for weather. It it is it is definitely up and down. The wind can be as um, bad as any kind of moisture, rain, or snow. Uh, so you know you definitely want to plan for windy conditions when you come out here in the southwest, uh, specifically in in winter. Uh, the temperatures can range anywhere from 80 degrees during the day to 50 degrees 50 degrees during the day. Uh, Arizona is split into two. It's really the tale of two different states. You have low valley and then you have high desert. High desert is cold and snow. Low valley is dusty and windy. So pick pick your choice and pick which one you want to wanna go to. Uh, the funny thing uh, about this trip um, is that we do, we do this with every trip. Every single trip we have this conversation with uh, people that come along or just come and, and say hi. Um and this was no different. This time we did something a little bit different. So in every trip we do, and every time we have a meet and greet, every every time, uh, we always, you know, see the person for the first time, hugs, you know, all, all this stuff. Oh, my God, it's so good to meet you, stuff, blah, blah, blah. And immediately uh, we're like family, right? Um, <laughs> it happens immediately. every time. <laughs> and so, uh, and since we've taken the podcast on the road, it's usually in our airstream now where people come in. I'm like, oh yeah. And they sit down on the couch and, you know, we're having donuts or a cup of coffee. And, um, and, and normally a story breaks out and they're like, you know how I found you guys or, you know, this, blah, 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 blah. And we never record it. <laughs> never. And it's usually pretty fun. Um, and Ariane and I always kick ourselves like, God, why didn't we record that? That was so good. <laughs> so EJ comes out and uh, he comes to the base camp where, where we're at. He, he, you know, he's definitely gotten to know us yeah, so yeah, yeah. well. And we've gotten to really kind of get to know him. But it's all through our Trusted Trail community and these like intermittent conversations that we have in prepping and planning for the trip. So there's this vague understanding. But yet, you know, we're already family to him. Um, yeah. So he, so he can't, he comes in, he comes in the air, so he sits down on the couch and we're sitting, we're, we're talking, um, hugs, hugs, hugs are happening. We're, we're, we're talking <laughs> and he's telling stories and 
and he goes, you know, you know how I, you know how I found you guys, and he goes, I, I go stop, <laughs> <laughs> I go, and I, ironically enough, our MP3 recorder was sitting like right next to me, and I go stop, I go for the first time ever, we're gonna record this because we never do, we always forget. And so we are going to play EJ on uh, how he started listening to Trust the Trail, how we got to know. And imagine when he's talking to you, we're, he's sitting on the couch of our Airstream. And I don't know if we we're all in coffee or in donuts. I think he had just kind of gotten here. Yeah. He just got off the plane, really. Yeah. And uh, so we're all like in the Airstream. Uh, talking about what is going to happen, which none of us knew yet what was really going to happen on this trip, which is kind of a beautiful thing. And so this is EJ telling us for, for the very first time, uh, right after we got off the plane, how he ended up from being in New Jersey <laughs> and doing what he does to sitting on our couch in a 1976 Airstream in Sedona, Arizona, getting ready to go backpacking, which I thought was pretty funny. So here is EJ telling you that story. Okay, so tell us the story oh, about uh, Trusted Trail Podcast. Uh, how I got, how I got, <laughs> I found Trusted Trail Podcast. I air quotes there for you, <laughs> non-visual. Uh, um, so when you did a crossover episode with backpacks and blisters, mm -hmm. so I was listening to backpack. There's a Backpack and Blisters uh, podcast. And when he did this crossover, I heard you guys and went, oh, let me go check out Trust the Trail. So I started listening to Trust the Trail podcast. And I was hooked because I'm listening to what you're saying, the message you were giving, and it fit more to me and my views on backpacking and the outdoors and in some cases, life in general. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you're kind of like, hey, we use this widget and it's great, but it might not be the right widget for you. You gave real information and honest information that people could go, oh, look at that widget, flip it around, and go, eh, but the widget that's next to it, I like this one. This works fine. This right. works for me. Right, right, right. And it's okay. Yeah. And it's okay to not get the widget that somebody else likes. Right. Or tells you the, it's the best. It's the best. It's the right. best. You got to right. get this widget. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going, oh my God, this is like, finally, I, I found a backpacking outdoors podcast that delivers a message that works for me in my life. Right. And then I was hooked. And then I wasn't going, oh God. That's gotcha, it's again. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> you know, uh, he makes you laugh, doesn't he? He does. He does. It's like, it's like the, the solo episodes, you know, Erlon's out there with, you know, he's out, he's out there doing a trip with, you know, a friend and they can hear this. It's just me. And I'm just going to gab here for a half hour. And <laughs> I'm going to do, deliver some gospel. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, feed the dogs. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's to be short, guys. You know, by myself, but yeah, you know, um, And then, like an hour later, he's still talking. Still talking. <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 all right. Um, but 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 the the messages, the, the the messages from every episode, and and the interviews are are you know you bring in people that, you know, are who you're interacting with, who you run into, or you found something and you go, hey, can we talk about this, and. It was like, I'm like, these are people who I can relate to. 
in my view of the outdoors and backpacking. Yeah. Like, I have a Gregory backpack. Yeah. My son has an Osprey because that one fit him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gregory fit me. Right. <laughs> We're, now, my son's bigger than I am. He's six foot tall and 250 pounds. Um, but, and it just worked that way because that worked for him. Yeah. And it was okay. And I felt like it was okay because, you know what? It was after I was listening to you and going, it's okay to want different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And use different stuff. Or work up to different things that you grew into. It's like, you know, you, you, it, it, it's always amazing to me, like, how many people will go out and spend, you know, like, three grand on backpacking gear, right? And they go, and I'm like, wow, you know, how many... How, how many times have you been backpacking? Oh, I've, I've never gone. I've never gone backpacking before. I'm like, well, is three grand a little steep for you for the first time? Maybe you should, like, go into that gear first. Um, and that happened, when I worked at REI, that happened daily. That mm -hmm. was happening all the time. Inevitably, all that gear comes back. I believe, and I love the garage sales. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, like, I just got stuff on a little like it. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, there's no blood and skin on that, but that's how I can wash that off. <laughs> it's fine. I got alcohol. I can wipe it off. It's disinfected. It's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, but that's what it is. And that's, and that was the message that I got early on when I started listening. And then I listened more and, I, and, I, and it just it just solidified. And I'm like, these are people I got to get. I got to go and do something fun with these people because these are people like me. Um, and then also some of your views on life it was very similar um, to my views on life, where it's like, you know what? Things are okay. It's okay to be different. It's okay. It's okay to be who you are. Yeah, right. And it's okay. And and I I believe in that kind of wholeheartedly. And it just really, it, it, that that's what it was. That's and, cool. And I, I'll be honest, I stopped listening to backpackers and, and blisters. Um, some of their things I didn't really like later on. Um, but yeah, that was really... And not that they're good guys, uh, but th that's what it was. I just... Yeah. And now you are in the Airstream in Camp Verde, Arizona. <laughs> I am like, just so you know, I'm like on the... Like, like, I'm a little choked up by the idea of in the Airstream in Arizona. Airstream in Camp Verde, Arizona. Every single one of our guests are get in this get in this trailer at one point yeah, or another. Yeah. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to show some love, go to trustthetrailpodcast.com and click on our merch link. We've partnered with Teespring and have created some Trust the Trail store coffee cups, t-shirts, hoodies, and all your favorite sayings. In fact, EJ came into the airstream with his Embrace the Suck hoodie, which was very cool. And it made us laugh, and we were very humbled by that. So thank you so much. Um, we are putting out our newsletter. Uh, we've kind of separated our newsletter a little bit, so we're going to put a lot more backpacking newsletters out. So please go to Trust the Trail Podcast, trustthetrailpodcast.com, sign up for a newsletter. We're going to try to do three a month uh, from now on. Uh, shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and of course our patrons. We could not do this podcast without you. We really appreciate that. Uh, Angela Salas, Kim Caverman, Brother Bear, Joe Lang, EJ Newell, Becky Wenger, Helene Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellet, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Brucia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, Rick Hornick, Jessica Wolfen, Ethan Corona, Jordan Lankrack, Susan Adams, 
Jill Ryder, and our newest patron, Kevin Frost. Thank you so much. Kevin is on Clubhouse, too, by the way. Thank you, Kevin. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast. It was a little $2 a month. Get all of our podcasts early before it hits any of the other podcatchers. Also, if you'd like to give us a review, we really appreciate it. Go to Apple Podcasts or any of our podcatchers and and leave a review. We'd, we always love hearing from our community. Of course, our podcasts are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Amazon. If we're not on one, let us know. We'll get on that particular podcatcher for you. Follow us on Instagram. You can see all the photographs that Ariane posted about our last backpacking trip and go to our Trusted Trail Facebook page. So remember, you guys, when you when there are obstacles in front of you in life or on the trail, don't look at them as obstacles. Look at them as opportunity because in the end, the trail does give you everything you need. So Trust the trail, you guys. Bye.